0: Hello and welcome to the Third Real Podcast, the show where we look at the latest in movie and TV entertainment news. My name is Ryan Musen, with me as always is Mike. Hi. And Dave. Hi, everybody. So, what is it that we do here? Um, well, in light of the I upcoming. I no idea. Yeah, oh, no. that was rhetorical.
1: Oh, wait. Damn it. i had a whole big thing i was gonna do an introduction hey welcome to the show we we're talking to go through the whole thing with me always is dave and dave say hi then go hello in. you know and this week we're gonna talk about why ryan's leaving the show and just see how long I could go <laughs> until ryan was like wait what
0: oh uh, you shouldn't have uh you shouldn't have revealed that you could have done it for your episode next week uh, no so- but it,
1: it, it, i had to do it over your episode so you ah. just- in the background, be like, "What the fuck is he doing?"
0: I mean, for those of us uh, who come every week, uh, you may have heard over the last few weeks, these two are that trying Ryan to usurp me. the show. Yeah, they're trying to and, get uh, Danny in because she was just the absolute perfect uh, guest. They're like, "Well, we can also always replace Ryan with her because she's better and he sucks." That's,
1: that's the way we see it. I pay your.
0: I bills. mean, it sounds like you're <laughs> on board with our reasoning.
1: Um, yeah, I don't. I, mean, I don't
0: understand
2: what the struggle is.
0: It's hard. It's hard to argue with that when I too look in the mirror in the morning and say you suck. <laughs> well, that got dark for a second there.
1: Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Uh,
0: let's let's get back on track here. So, look in light of the upcoming release of the very much anticipated Wonder Woman eighty four, uh, we're rounding out this season of the show with some genuine, earnest discussions of our favorite I- uh, films <laughs> featuring strong female leads. Are are you trying to?
1: to I need to interrupt here. I feel like you need to to specify 1984. I mean, it is Wonder Woman, for God's sakes. (laughs) Isn't it called Wonder Woman 84? I don't think there's a 19. No, it's Wonder Woman 1984. It could be 1884, it could be 1784, it could be be (laughs) (laughs) 1684. She is a couple hundred years old, isn't she?
0: Yeah, okay. Maybe. Maybe so. Um, While I finish with this (laughs) intro, Dave, Google it. (laughs) Uh so, I think the name of the movie is 84. I'm starting us off this week. I'm, I'm getting us started. Uh, before we get into that, I want to remind our listeners, though, that we'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on our discussions. You can email us at contact at thirdreelpodcast.com. Um, also,
1: don't forget, we're having our Black Friday sale. If anyone wants to take part in up with some merchandise for us to sell so we can sell it for black friday we'd appreciate that yeah
0: i mean if or if you want to email <laughs> us some great deals happening for black friday that i can go spend some money on that'd be great see
1: 1984 yeah No, but the poster...
0: Okay, cool. Uh, Thank you, Dave. Wonder Woman 1984. So uh, one more thing is I just want to say, you know, make sure you join us next year for season five of the show, where each week we'll be breaking down the latest news in uh, TV and movie news. I wrote news twice. And hopefully providing some interesting and entertaining commentary along the way, like the wonderful, engaging bullshit you've heard so far. (laughs) And don't forget about the news. Did I, uh, the news, there's news, it's yeah, just news. And, news. and there's news, there's news. And nudes?
2: N- I mean, we'll see where it goes, but I'm thinking no. Oh, so I should put uh, my pants for back me on and sit I'm, down? I'm, uh, or turn I'm your camera off. Get my You're webcam called. back You're up to
0: called. eye level, you perverts. Please.
1: No, yeah. no, no. You're the one who moved <laughs> your webcam. <camera>. Don't go <laughs> throwing that pervert around. Okay, keep look. Do that for yourself.
0: <laughs> to start things off. Um, I'm gonna look at uh uh the xenomorph killer herself. Wayland Yutani's employee of the month, I present to you, gentlemen, Ellen Ripley. There's, I've heard that name before. Yes, Sigourney Weaver. Oh yeah. The uh the Alien franchise. Look, I, I love saw, heard of it, yeah, yeah.
1: I saw something. Yeah. She Oh, there's a I subscribe to a um documentary channel and They have a whole series of videos about space, and she is the narrator.
0: Oh, that's cool. I like that. I like her. She's a good actress.
1: how space has affected Earth. It has,
0: because we're in it, too. But I Um, mean, like, space travel (laughs) and the
1: space discoveries. Don't be be an ass, She's a... She's a great actress. I
0: like her. I like her voice. I think she'd be great as a narrator. Um, I loved her in obviously the Alien franchise. I loved her in Ghostbusters. Uh, She's great, but she kind of never really took off beyond that. Beyond the Alien franchise, the two Ghostbusters movies, we've seen her, but she's never. That was the peak of her stardom. It was the introduction of her, and also the highest she ever sort of reached. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I love her in Galaxy Quest, but aside from those movies, like these sort of campy sci-fi parody type of movies, she seemed to kind of reappear over and over again and excel in antagonist roles. Do you guys remember she's in Avatar? She's like this. Uh, oh, she she starts off as like the corporate stooge that kind of you know turns good in a way. Um, but she fits that role well. Uh, she's also in Cabin in the Woods. You guys remember at the very end of the movie? She's um, the sort of uh, the administrator voice. of the
1: facility, trying to uh, appease the old gods. Um, I, no, completely completely missed that part of the movie. Cabin in the Woods, <laughs> isn't that the one that...
0: Um... That's the horror comedy one uh, that uh, uh, Joss Whedon wrote. Um, remember when yeah, they're all I... trying... It's like a parody of the whole thing. It's like a facility that's trying to uh, maintain peace on the world by appeasing old gods with sacrificing virgins and stuff through the horror tropes that we've all come to know, right?
2: It's you guys basically not... a company that runs horror scenarios to maintain yeah. sacrifices.
0: Sorry, the looks so on your faces are just... were like you'd never seen Cabin in the Woods. You've seen Cabin S- in the Woods, right? It's so just I've watching se- you talk. I've um... seen.
1: I've seen Cabin in the Woods, but clearly I need to go back and rewatch it because I missed something.
0: At the the very (laughs) end, she's there. I mean, spoilers for a 10-year-old movie, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Go watch Bloody Cabin in the Woods. It's a great movie. But she's uh, there at the end being like, you people, you need to die or the whole world is going to end. And they're like, fuck you. I guess the world's going to end. And they killed her and the world ended.
1: Okay. Uh, I know what I'm watching again today uh, (laughs) because I do not remember that scene at all. And I have definitely seen that movie.
0: Have you guys seen uh, Chappie? Yikes. The, oh, the yeah. robot, uh, like, a sort of robot security police guy that gets reprogrammed by some guys in the hood. Uh, and she's in it. She's, like again, a, like, evil office administrator person.
2: <laughs> I mean, those aren't her only roles. Gorillas in the Mist was huge for her.
0: I don't think and that now movie you guys was are grazing loser. Yeah, I don't even think that movie was huge. I don't know what you're talking about. Grills in the mist. I mean,
2: it wasn't okay. So it's not. It's definitely not a blockbuster, but it was a big movie. I thought it won awards.
0: Uh, it was well, nominated okay. for five I mean, Oscars. I brought all. I brought these three movies up because they're great examples of her in these uh, leading as a leading character. Not a leading role, but a leading character, which seems to be something she excels at. Um, now, did you know, though, in the original Alien that she was supposed to be a male character in the script?
1: Wait, they're going to make a great sex change just to play the character? That seems a little extreme.
0: Yep, they said it's uh, the 80s. Hollywood used to be really change, rough. sex uh, change uh, right. facilities are very <laughs> poor, but we'll figure this out. They just slap a wig on her and say, now you're a she. This worked for for Tootsie. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to make it work for you. Was Tootsie a good movie? I can't remember. I want to see it again. Tootsie was
2: cute. Yeah, totally.
0: All right. I can't remember if it was good or not. It came across my way recently. Anyway. Um, So, do you also know that she was nominated for a Best Actress Oscar for Aliens? Yeah. Uh,
1: I'm more surprised that Aliens was nominated for an Oscar. Right. I mean, she was nominated for an Oscar. (laughs) That's her getting nominated for the Oscar is not the surprise there. The surprise is it was because of her role in Aliens.
0: I think it's probably one of those situations where it's like they're actually acknowledging the previous movie she was in by giving her a nomination for this movie. I mean, Mm. look, uh, Alien and Aliens are two very different movies, but both excellent movies. It's kind of a weird thing. Aliens is like massive action set pieces, uh, tons of violence, lots of aliens, lots of Marines, lots of death. The first Alien is like a slow-paced, methodical uh, thriller as well as horror. Uh, So, you know, what I've always enjoyed with uh, whenever I rewatch sort of the Alien franchise, it's interesting to start with um, Alien and then take this complete right turn immediately with the next movie on Aliens. And that's, that's... James Cameron's uh, influence on that. Cause he came in to make the second one.
1: Um, and I guess who he made did the, this. Who made the first one? Ridley Scott. Right. Okay. Um, like, I know I, as I asked the question, I'm like, I know he's going to, I'm going to know the answer before he gives it. And I'm going <laughs> to feel like kind of an idiot. And then you're like, Ridley Scott. And I'm like, yes, that's the feeling I was expecting.
0: <laughs> so I, I recently <clears> rewatched <throat> the entire alien franchise um because I've got Alien 1 on 4K and I got a new TV and I'm like I'm going to rewatch this great movie and it was fantastic and then I'm like but I've got all the other movies I feel like rewatching those too. And I So does that through... mean you
2: you went through Predator as well? Like no. all the
0: spin-offs? No. I didn't rewatch what about those. I've Prometheus? seen them. But uh, uh yeah, no. Is that Prometheus? Yeah, Prometheus and then oh. Alien Covenant. Those movies oh. are interesting. It's too bad uh we're probably not going to get another one, but <clears throat> Um, Is
1: it, though? Is it really
0: too bad? (laughs) It's too bad because I want to see more of the universe and the franchise, and I keep hoping the next one will be good. So (laughs) I suppose, uh, you know, that's a fool's errand to believe that since (laughs) he keeps showing over and over again that they're not good movies. So probably just leave it dead and buried for now.
2: Are they making any more Predator movies? Yes. Okay, so they weave them together enough that if one's alive, the other has a chance.
0: That was recently in the news about a new Predator movie. Did you guys see the one from a few years ago? With uh, it was terrible. It was Shane Black wrote and directed it. It was was that with the Uber Predator. It was the one that ended where there's, like, he has a giant suit of armor. It's like, the, they've given us a weapon to fight back. And they open up this, this pod that was launched to Earth. And it's a, a bigger suit of armor with, like, tons of cannons on his shoulders. It's the most ridiculous-looking thing in the world. Um, and it was setting up, like, a sequel that we're never going to get because the movie bombed. And it's, it's one of those <laughs> endings where it's like, and we're going to take the fight to them. If you remember, oh, yeah, the alien or not the alien, the Independence Day sequel uh, did had the same kind of ending. So bad. Um, but we, uh, originally, the script had uh, Sigourney Weaver in the pod. Um, Oh, as the wait. As as to... the weapon to fight the predators, which
1: is even dumber but than the what f- they went with. Wait, I've seen I've seen the movie poster of that, where she's like lying in like a kidney shaped pod.
0: Yeah, yeah. There was like concept art done and everything. They were gonna get her back, Sigourney Weaver was gonna be in there and it was like, Alright, I'm Ellen Ripley and I'm a badass and I fought aliens, so I'm gonna teach you how to fight aliens is essentially what it was gonna be. Someone but if they on... have
2: time travel, why don't they just go back to before this was an issue? No,
0: you're asking the wrong question. Why do we need someone who to teach us how to fight aliens? I don't understand. Like, this movie, it's dumb. That's not. But she's from the future. Yeah, they yeah, sent her back too. through you're the
2: right. past. Like, so, you have better... Why are you sending me a person? <laughs> Send me weapons. You've right. got... A portal from the future. Give me a cannon. Give me a laser
0: cannon. <laughs> yeah, that's the sort of the unspoken assumption and that would be like, wait a minute, there's also time travel here. Yeah. We're, we're missing something.
2: Um, okay, that's like, so that's like saying like I've got all the you know uh, the most powerful equipment. I've got this fully automated defense system. It's a tank. You can eliminate everything that's in front of you. However, we're gonna give you this water gun. It's yeah. got the water <laughs> in it. It's a bit of vinegar. Aim for the eyes,
0: and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not gonna. But work. I'm in the this tank. We're good. Uh, Let's go. Unless you're fighting. Uh, uh, demons and the water is holy water that's not really gonna do much for you that's why you gotta get in the eyes ryan you gotta <laughs> get in the eye. <laughs> okay so uh, uh so ellen ripley now what makes her yeah. uh, a successful sort of enduring example of strong female leads in fiction uh, i think it's because she's not held up on a pedestal. You know, the movie and the character don't say, hey, look at me, I'm a strong woman. And now there's nothing wrong with pointing that out. Plenty of movies have done the same for the male action star. Uh, You know, but this isn't... it's, It's because there's a more realistic portrayal and slow buildup to her heroism, I think, that has helped to endure her in pop culture. Um
1: well, they also I don't know I feel like for her she just does the work. It's yeah. not oh look at me, woe is me. I'm just a, a young woman trying to make it in a man's world and how will I ever <laughs> figure this out? And oh look, I accidentally figured it out. Yeah. Like it's you, like no. You're sh- right.
0: That's, sh- that's exactly sh- it. She starts Strong
1: the female character today is oh look I accidentally figured out how to do it the way the guys do it
0: yeah um, in this you're right she starts the movie off like everyone else she's as uh, petty as all the other characters on her crew she's just on a job all she cares about is getting paid not nothing wrong with that that's fine we could all relate to that um Mm -hmm. you know uh, she gives some shit to you know one character who's busting her chops she puts him in his place like anyone would Um, and she has literally the same level of respect amongst her crew as anyone else So she's not special, she's not treated differently, she's just there as anyone else. And I think that's the relatability. I think that's the key to a successful character, is one that's relatable. There's nothing more relatable than just being like everyone else. Um, There's further nothing more relatable than just refusing the call to action when it's presented to you. So when uh, she is given the chance to be heroic, her first reaction in the movie is to say no to it is you know uh you know she <laughs> doesn't come up with any plan better than anyone else her plan is to fight the alien is kill it it's like yeah no shit that's what we're all trying to figure out here um and that's the point that's the point of the movies it's slowly building her up to be more than just everyone else uh which is I think the key to her success. Um and the problem is uh, and it's not really a problem uh, is to have the 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 female centric superhero film that don't start relatable uh, my my go to are Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel where like they're cited today as be, being their respective brands first you know named superhero films but the much better character is Black Widow it's the everyday, everyman man character um, who grows, who changes, who has flaws and faults. And it doesn't just start the movie off as um, I'm already better than you and everyone around me.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I don't know but, if... Uh, huh?
1: You bring that up, but like Wonder Woman, the, the most recent Wonder <clears throat> Woman movie, not <clears throat> 1984, is the perfect example of what I'm talking about. <laughs> they made a character who's like... Mm-hmm. like all right i'm going to figure this out and i accidentally did it the way men did it i didn't i didn't figure it out on my own i just you know i just got lucky because i'm so naive that i couldn't possibly do it on my own i just got lucky and i figured out i did it the way guys would have done yeah
0: it. and and they're just it's not relatable also like they are pure good like uh, uh what's yeah. that that Grid, right? They're lawful good right from the beginning of the movie. Like their most <laughs> difficult stumbling block is often just simply not having the tools at hand. Like Captain Marvel doesn't have the blasters from her hands yet. And that's it. Otherwise, like her character is exactly the same pre and post superpowers. Um Wonder Woman as well. Uh the only stumbling block is that she doesn't know how to deal with a Nazi with a gun. But otherwise, she's exactly the same. She sees someone get shot and she's like, okay, I get how guns work now. And now I'm a superhero and the best at punching Nazis with guns. Um, I like both of those well, I mean, movies,
2: but the hero is what the hero is the one that rises up to do mm-hmm. what needs to be done. Despite what's going on, despite personal uh, risk to themselves, right? Yeah. Um, it's not about where they start. It's about what they do when they get there. Yes, and that's exactly. what she does in this movie. She's just like, well, someone's going to have to do this, and all of you are just very bad at it. Yeah. So, and, and it's my turn.
0: <clears throat> she's got, uh, you know, she's got some heft in the beginning in that she's a doctor, and so she says, "Don't bring that infected person into the ship because they're going to kill us all." But, and that's, but that's just doing her job. That's just stating the logic. Of course, they mm-hmm. don't listen to her. They bring her in. But it's because the android has ulterior motives. He's a secret android, all that sort of stuff. It's plot reasons. But eventually, she goes from let's kill it to, well, now that everyone around me has died, someone has to step up and figure something out. <clears throat> Here's the plan of how we're going to kill it. We lure it here. We open the space door. We kill it out into space, and it freezes to death. Um, airlock, that's the term I'm looking for for space door. Space door. Nice. If you can't remember a a fake thing from space, just called space, whatever it is. Or add quantum. Yes, add quantum to the beginning. (laughs) Um, and so that's, that's her journey in the movie, right? That's her growth. And that's, I guess, her enduring legacy of the character. Now, in Aliens, she, it's almost like, They don't reset her, but it's the same thing. She starts off being like, I'm not getting back out in there, in this shit, where there's aliens. Um, You can't fucking pay me enough to do that. You know, I'm not having anything to do with this. you made (laughs) your bed, go sleep in it. uh, And now, but... You know, they kind of appeal to her uh, humanity and she decides, okay, fine, I'll go as a consultant. And then ultimately through turn of events, she once again is kind of left to be the one to have to try to come up with a plan. And the way the movie in Aliens, it's much less subtle. They just simply start killing all the leaders and the ones left behind are just sniveling <laughs> crying cowards in the corner game over man game over suddenly this giant you guys remember that line the the fucking badass marine can't hold his gun anymore because he's so scared shitless about these aliens i don't remember that no greatest I, line I ever the
1: li- i remember the line i didn't realize it was from that movie
0: yeah yeah great great line oops uh, so, and then uh, there's Alien 3, which is just a weird movie in its own way. It's her being... Uh, Isn't that the one in the prison? That's the prison one. Uh, okay. Her, her escape pod, like, crash lands in a prison, an all-male prison, and she's got to survive being the only woman. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a dumb movie, story-wise, and there's, it doesn't really add anything of note or interest to her character, uh there's no there's not the same kind of uh story thread of uh refusing a call to action and then building up to um her being the only one who can get them out of it it's like this the alien just kills everybody and eventually people come to their rescue that's it it's a survival movie at that point it's not very good
2: um Wait, she's so waiting. she's just the where she's just there to kind of give them the heads up like i've
0: seen these things before yeah pretty much she... it's like we're all gonna die <laughs>
1: And she's waiting for help too. She's not the hero who fits all. No. Oh, oh, that's kind of sad. No. Yeah, it's not yeah. a good
0: movie. Do you remember, though, the even, possibly even worse Alien 4 <clears throat> Alien Resurrection?
1: I'm actually not sure that oh, I've seen any of the Alien movies yes. past Aliens.
2: So That one had uh Sigour- not Sugorny Weird, Winona Ryder the in it. Winona Ryder, right?
0: yes. So this is written by Joss Whedon before he was a big, big shot and could write and direct whatever he wanted. Um, I wrote in my notes, I called him Joss hashtag me Too Whedon. Uh, so he comes along and tries to introduce this much younger, quote unquote, strong female character with Winona Ryder. Um, uh, I don't blame the character. I don't blame Winona Ryder for the character's utter failing uh as a character i of course blame the wider the writer whedon uh, he kind of only served her up uh to the audience as strong because uh, physically so she's an android that's the only reason she's strong otherwise she is uh, essentially she only existing no no that's a uh, ripley is a clone I'm talking about Winona Ryder's right. character. She's an android. Oh, right. Okay. She only yeah. exists as like this young sex object to her crew. Like she's she's utterly incapable of standing up for herself in any significant way. And the whole movie is just this this gross this crew just making gross comments about her and wanting to do all these things to her. Uh, but you know that they're, they're it's it's really dumb. It's really bad bad script. But then you've got Ellen Ripley, uh, who's a clone at this point. And it's more of the same of the previous movie, where her only role is to just say we're all fucked, so have a nice day, let's <laughs> try to survive. Um, it, it's not a good movie, again. You know, it's it's funny, though, Joss Whedon would eventually go on to write a draft for Wonder Woman. We've mentioned it on the show before. I don't know if either yep. of you have ever read. Oh. Bless you. Sorry. No. I don't know if either of you have ever read the script. I couldn't get very far in it. It's notable for taking the time to describe in great creepy detail Wonder Woman's physical attractiveness before the script even names who they're talking about. Before it even uses the word Wonder Woman, it has in great detail described the curves of her body.
1: Uh, Ah, So, so Reddit's uh, are men writing women. With, yeah, exactly. Uh... Exactly. It, exactly. <laughs> it takes Time such farm, yeah.
0: great pains to describe like her hor- her heroic actions in the movie suggestively, like sexually suggestively. Like she's punching someone and it's sexually done. Like the way the script describes it. It really reads like an incel fan fiction. Or like you said, Mike, the, the Reddit th- uh, group, men writing women badly or whatever it's called. I mean um, so it sounds like it's a lot of insight yeah. onto Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah, it kind of it kind of is. Uh hinting to people very early on what he would eventually become. Uh, uh so uh, you know these these two these movies number three and four, they weren't commercially successful, um because they were bad movies.
1: But Huh. It's funny how that works out there. Yeah, isn't
0: it? <laughs> kinda But kinda, the franchise continues. Right. With with no better, uh, you know, in both cases, uh, Prometheus and Alien Covenant, they've introduced a new female protagonist, a new female scientist protagonist who's just trying to like do science and then horror happens and they have to rise to the occasion to save the people they're with and come up with a plan. And it's really just repeating the same story notes as like character wise as the alien movie which i guess if you want to try to uh, create an enduring strong female protagonist for the ages look to what was already successful but yeah
2: yeah but in the first one she wasn't anybody right and in, in the further movies they're setting the character up to already be something
0: they're missing and to the already plot. be
2: in place they're kind of missing the point yeah yeah um
0: and also they were bad movies. Like I don't
2: remember these other movies with great detail, but just from your description I'm like they've they've totally missed the mark.
0: What happens what ha- what I think the failings of Prometheus and Covenant are that they are poorly scripted otherwise just you can have just because you have a character who uh is the one who ultimately steps up to come up with a plan doesn't mean that it's a good plan doesn't mean that everything leading up to it was written any good all the characters in these movies are are dumb doing nonsensical illogical things constantly um I, i think mike you you like you've seen prometheus more than once right or at least uh you're aware of the jokes that keep being made at an expense, other than the running away from things. <laughs> yeah, the Prometheus
1: school of running away—it's one of my yeah. favorite. Like, obviously, wh- that's going to be a thing, and yeah, and that's it, just sad. Thing is, it's been done in other movies. Like, the, people have run the wrong direction to get away from something in the movies before. It's not like that's the first <laughs> time, no. but, but that's it was in done Bo- so horribly, badly that, in this one that it supersedes all those other horribly <laughs> bad ones. And it's like, yep, yeah, that's the Prometheus school of running away.
0: And it's emblematic of the whole movie where everyone makes those kind of illogical choices that no one yeah, would ever do the, in their life.
2: The the part that stuck out to me, I, I, and I do remember Prometheus, at least this scene, um, they're like in a cave and it's the, the, the vet, the, the bioscientist. He's like, oh, what's this creature? Yeah. I know the best scientific thing to do. I'm just going to reach out and grab it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And no, then. I'm not a scientist. And I know that's a bad idea.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hell? I took I took middle school or elementary biology or or science or whatever. It's like the how to test something. You know, not, at no point is they reach out and grab it. It starts off with observe it from a distance. Waft your <laughs> hand over it to get it to smell or something like. Yeah, the whole observe list of it from shit a you're distance. To That's do.
0: so true. That's absolutely right. I, That's high school
1: level stuff. Yeah. Well,
2: oh, I think in also in middle school they cover the simple lesson of if you come across a strange animal, don't touch it. End yeah. of story. Just, you don't know what it is. Don't touch the strange animal.
1: I feel like that was long before middle school. I feel like that was like yeah. pre-k- pre-kindergarten. Your parents probably taught you, hey, see that, that thing? Yeah, don't touch don't, don't touch, touch it. That. It's- if
2: you don't know what it is, don't touch
0: it. And that brings us all the way back to like the first alien where a guy has a creature, an alien creature stuck to his face, wants inside the ship so they can, you know, quote unquote, save him. And she's like, No. It's an alien. We've never seen it before. We don't know what pathogens it has. We don't know what it could do to infect people. She just is logical. It's the same thing that the audience would say and feel. And so that creates the relatability. And that's what makes her uh, successful and enduring as a character. And uh, that is my report on Ellen Ripley, I suppose. Well, maybe they'll get it
2: right in the next requel reboot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Maybe where so. Where
2: Jennifer Lawrence will play the Sigourney Weaver character. Oh, God. Or... Um, no, who would you cast? Okay, recasting Sigourney Weaver's role from the first Aliens, who would you put in that role? Who
0: do you think could carry it? Actually, uh, even though I said, oh, God, I guess uh, that Jennifer Lawrence is actually a good... Not a bad uh, choice. Yeah. Mar- yeah.
1: Margaret Robbie would probably be a pretty good choice.
0: Yeah, actually. Margot Robbie.
1: She's- She's that no-nonsense character in a lot of, like, in person, it seems. that kind of seems like that's who she is, so mm-hmm. if she'd fit well playing it on screen.
0: Which is an aspect I suppose I like of uh, Jennifer Lawrence as well. She has that air about her in uh, interviews and, and red carpet <laughs> chats and stuff like that, right? She's that kind of person in real life, which yeah. maybe that's why Sigourney Weaver keeps getting cast in these <coughs> kinds of roles, because that's part of who she is, and that's... Uh, Adds to the success of the character.
1: Well, I mean, they keep... I would put, uh,
0: so are we, are we, name?
1: are we Nick Caging Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> if the role's written for her, it's a great movie. And if it's not, it's just, right. meh.
0: there it is. That's it, man, Nick Cage. Anyway, uh, so Wonder Woman 84 is coming out and Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, and then there'll be, it's don't get confused with the prequel, the Wonder Woman 1884, or 8484. That's the sequel.
2: Or 84 BC.
0: 84 BC. I, I'm still looking forward to Wonder Woman 84, even though yeah, of the course. first one is just kind of a very by the numbers superhero flick. This sequel looks to be the same, more more of the same, but... Wonder Woman's kind of a cool character and fun to see these comic characters live on screen. I guess I give these kind of movies more of a pass because it's this character put up on screen that we've only ever seen in comics and cartoons before.
1: Yeah, I as much as I understand it's going to be a, at best an okay movie, I'm still looking forward to it as if it's going to be something special.
2: Yeah. And because so- you get to open it on Christmas Day
1: my keyboard you're gonna be typing something into audacity and i'm gonna lose all my audio and yeah right
0: your cat just deleted all of your recording so now this episode is really just dave and i talking to each other with long pauses between okay Uh, okay, so that's everything i want to uh, talk about this week about ellen ripley i think probably the best example of strong female uh, leads in fiction so i've set the bar super high for you guys well no I've set the character bar high, not that the content I provided was very high. Challenge uh, accepted.
1: I was about to say, I think we can trip over this. this Mike, are you going to take
0: us uh, through something next week?
1: I am. I have not yet figured Mike's out. Mike's
0: microphone is off. I guess no,
1: the cat really
2: did. The do cat something. did, in fact, hit something Shit. on his audacity.
1: Uh, oh, okay, good. Nope, nope. Audacity's working. I've you been talking are. for a while on mute. Uh, <laughs> I have yet to 100% decide on what I am going to uh, walk you through, but uh, there is a chance that Margaret Robbie may make an appearance.
0: Very good. In the meantime, everyone should go watch uh, The Mandalorian. The latest episode uh, features a great uh, female protagonist in Ahsoka Tano. Yes. That was a great episode. Mm -hmm.
1: Or don't, because, you know, it was Okay. Because they're overselling it a little bit. Uh, Again,
0: uh, (laughs) that might just be the fact, uh, you know, the hype of seeing this animated character brought to life for the first time ever. I
1: thought that was awesome. And then everything they did after that, I was like, meh. If you want to talk paint by numbers, that was a paint by number episode.
0: If we want to talk paint by numbers, to be fair, the whole show is paint by numbers. It is not treading new ground where any Western or sci fi or samurai. Uh, show or movie no, has already us, done. And They're that's taking fine. us down
2: the road that all the fans are waiting for us to go down.
0: Well, yeah, and so we're it's... like
2: we want you to go down this way. I'm like, okay, we're going this way. Oh
0: my god, we're going this way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's like okay. It's so not horrible, they're doing but it, is like they'll just uh, an episode will pretty much just be Seven Samurai, the story from beginning to end, but with um, the Star Wars names and characters in place of the classic names and characters of the original so and that's fine the, there's nothing wrong with i mean star wars itself was just a, a remake of a of a, a samurai movie so why can't uh this tv show be as well anyway um I, so i i don't mind it taking the paint by numbers approach in its storytelling because it's still it's star wars and uh they're they're name dropping amazing things left and right Anyway, go watch Star Wars Mandalorian. Greatest Star Wars television show ever. Not that there's much to
1: choose from I, in that vein. I don't know. No, Ewoks no, is still a very favorite one, one of mine. I highly disagree with that one. It's Anyways, Mike likes Ewoks Rebels better. Rebels is the best one. Ewoks?
0: Mike's all about the Ewoks. Ewoks. Maybe droids. Rebels.
1: Can you guys not hear me? Yes. Rebels. Rebels <laughs> is droids the best Droids it one. is. Droids.
0: Definitely I heard droids, so... Okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks, everyone, for coming uh, to this episode. Like I said, we'd love to hear more from you about uh, what you thought of what we've discussed. I want to know your take on Sigourney Weaver and the Alien franchise. And come on back uh, next week for Mike to take us through something. Thank you for joining me, Mike. Thanks for having me. And thank you for joining me, Dave.
2: Looking forward to what you bring us next week.
1: Oh, don't set your hopes too high. See you next week. Pew, pew.